This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The problem is CPAs are, are spending their time doing work that's not value added instead of letting the technology do it. Welcome to Improv is No Joke podcast, where it's all about becoming a more effective communicator by embracing the principles of improvisation. I'm your host, Peter Margaritas, the self-proclaimed chief edutainment officer of my business, The Accidental Accountant. My goal is to provide you with thought-provoking interviews with business leaders so you can become an effective improviser, which will lead to building stronger relationships with clients, customers, colleagues, and even your family. So let's start the show. Welcome to episode 47 of Improv is No Joke podcast. Thank you very much for downloading this episode. Today's guest is Jody Paydar, the radical CPA. Jody has emerged as the feeling leader. That's a leader driven by the passion to foster real change in the accounting profession. Jody represents the next generation of accounting professionals and is in the vanguard of a new movement of digital CPAs. She has joined with other future-thinking leaders and vendors to spread the word and educate the profession on its natural evolution into the digital age. Embracing the cloud, social media, and other highly advanced technologies and practices, Jody is out to alter the way CPAs think about a firm culture and serving their clients via speaking engagements, podcasts, published articles, and screaming it from the top of the rooftop. A true change agent, Jody continues to initiate conversations and encourage open collaboration between the profession and vendors in order to support the movement toward a newer, better, and more innovative CPA firm culture. In this episode, you'll hear all of the above and much more. This is one of those episodes that will make you question your current firm's strategic plan and mission. Jody provides you with tips and techniques in becoming a digital CPA and firmer the future. Some of our conversations may ruffle your feathers, and that's okay. Just enjoy this episode with an open mind and begin challenging your current state of your firm. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that one of my goals with this podcast is to help you begin to make changes in your work and personal lives so you can better connect with others and create meaningful relationships. To be successful at this change, you need to make it a habit. And research has shown that it takes 66 days to create a habit, not 21. That's why I created the Yes And Challenge, to help keep these principles in front of you so you can build up your improvisational muscle. To sign up, please go to petermargaritas.com and scroll down to the SN Challenge Call to Action and click to register to begin building the productive habit of yes and and the principles of improvisation. And remember to share your experiences on Twitter using the hashtag YesAndChallenge. If you're unsure of what the Yes and Challenge is all about, I discuss this in greater detail in Episode 0. 
So go back and take a listen. Remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, use the improvisation to create positive results in leadership and life for $14.99 and the shipping is free, please go to my website and you'll see the graphic on my homepage. Please allow up to 14 days for shipping. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant. On Twitter, my Twitter handle is at pmargaritas. Connect with me on LinkedIn by searching my name and on Instagram by searching pmargaritas. Well, with that said, let's get to the interview with the radical CPA herself, the one, the only, Jody Paydar. Welcome, everybody. I'm with a longtime friend, Jody Paydar, and it's I, I'm just one. Thank you for taking time uh, to spend with me on my podcast, seeing that you're a tax accountant and we are in tax season. You must be a better time manager than I ever was when I was a tax accountant. So welcome, Jody. Cool. Thanks for having <laughs> me, Peter. Uh, when, when you agreed that uh, that you would uh, be on the podcast, I was waiting to see you anytime after April 15th. But yeah. January 30th, that, w- that would be a good day. I'm like, wow. That's right. She does own her own farm, so I guess there is privilege to that. Jody, for those of, in the audience who do not know you, can you give us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I'm Jody Paydar, otherwise known as the Radical CPA. I am CEO and principal of New Vision CPA Group, which is a small firm um, outside the city of Chicago. However, we do service clients globally and nationally. Um, We're a cloud-based firm. So in order to work with our team, you have to be in the cloud. We a lot more of our customers are actually um, remote than coming into our office. And the way I know Peter is because we're both like educators and presenters and teachers. And so when I say I'm the Radical CPA, I wrote a book called The Radical CPA, New Rules for the Future Ready Firm, based on running a firm and a whole new business model. So we don't keep time. We don't track time. We don't bill by time. We use the cloud 100%. We focus on our customers through an experience, and we use social media extensively. So we are not a traditional CPA firm. We are definitely a radical CPA firm, and um, I like to teach other CPAs how to get radical. Well, isn't that blasphemy? You don't charge time. You don't keep time. Uh, but yes, you, 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 you're a cloud-based uh, uh, structure that I don't think too many in the profession are even venturing down that path or have ventured in the past. You've kind of been uh, a pioneer in this. Yeah, absolutely. So about seven years ago, I got on Twitter because none of the CPAs in my area, well, like, I guess I should back up a little bit. I I left a mid-sized firm and um, because it wasn't working for me, it wasn't working for my lifestyle as a young mother. And I was like, I came off a really bad tax season and I said, there's got to be a better way. And I actually joined my dad's firm and I was looking for, 
I was looking for help in running a firm a new way because I started to utilize these new technologies and they didn't even call it the cloud then. And when things would take me two minutes, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to build for that? Like I had to change my whole business model. And so like any young entrepreneur did, they went to Twitter to find out how to do it. And I found a bunch of other CPAs who were all over the country doing the exact same thing that I was. And we kind of figured it out together using social media. And then we ended up meeting up in Vegas and Mark Koziel <laughs> of the AICPA coined us a movement as well as Tom Hood. And let's just say the rest is history. So um, since then, I've really been, my passion is really to help other firms learn how to have a life as part of their firm so that they can be gone in January. So they can be on a, a lovely podcast such as this <laughs> and not even worry about it. Wow, that, that, that is awesome. And we're going to get really deep into your book, but I, I do believe you've, you've left something out of your, your bio. You've talked about your firm. You've talked about your book, but I do believe that you're on the radio as well. Are you not? Oh, yes. <laughs> I do have another podcast. My podcast is Let's Get Radical, and it's actually for small business owners. So I've gone to radicalize the other side now because I believe that um, as small business owners demand more from their CPAs, it kind of closes the loop. So I can teach CPAs how to act, but I think small business owners need to know the questions they need to ask their CPAs as well. So it's kind of a whole ecosystem of uh, business. And that ecosystem is found on Voice America? Yes, we're on Voice America on Tuesday mornings, or you can uh, at 10 a.m. Central, or you can download us on iTunes or Stitcher. Cool. I, I've listened to a few of the episodes. I, I really enjoy them. And, and the one I just listened to prior to this, you were explaining how much you love taxes and, and that you're a tax geek. But you, you were saying this, but you were saying this with, with so much passion and laughter. It, it was just contagious. Well, thank you. But I mean, you should do what you love. If you don't, like you should get out, you should find a different job, I think. I, I completely agree with that. Find what you love, do it 110%, have fun doing it, smile, laugh. The best part I think about that is your laughter, your passion is contagious, which which has to resonate through your office, but as well as throughout the cloud and your clients dealing with them because I can't imagine ever having a conversation with you and I've known you for a little bit of time where you're not happy, you're not motivated, you're not bringing the passion. You probably just go home and collapse. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. I, I would say I do. <laughs> so as an entrepreneur, you said, I don't like the way this model's built. I don't like taking a taxi cab. I want to build Uber. Basically, you built the Uber accounting uh, firm uh, that really nobody else had out there. And how is the book going? How are you teaching? Is people starting to, to grab on to, to this model? Absolutely. So what's happened is, is, you know, the world has changed exponentially since we started like figuring out this model, right? So we really started figuring out this model about seven years ago. Um, the book came out two years ago. And since then, it's just exponentially grown because the world keeps changing faster and CPAs already feel the pain. They know their business model isn't working. They just don't know how to change. And so by reading the book and really starting to understand the whole idea of the radical CPA, they can make a business model that works for them and they want it. I mean, I really believe CPAs want to change. It's just they have a hard time in the how and in like getting started. So if I can help them like do that, then that's awesome because 
from my selfish world, right, <laughs> is I don't want another CPA to live in that old firm model, which wasn't very nice to women. And mm. so really mm. that's my passion is to like make, and, and I say women, but that's because that was me, but I'll say even men too, right? Because who wants to work 12 hour days for four months a year? I mean, that's just crazy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's funny you should mention that because I, I was having a conversation with with a partner at a firm here in Ohio, and, and I've known him for a long time, and and, and he's uh, uh, a few years older than I am, so he's he's a baby boomer. And he made this comment to me over lunch, and we were talking about people, and he said, <laughs> "He said we can't be mean to them anymore." <laughs> and I I start, we started laughing. I said, "You know what?" We shouldn't have been mean to them back then. He said, but yeah, but we could get away with it. We can't get away with it now because then they'll leave. We we didn't know how to leave or something along those lines. And I went, yeah, the world has changed. We can't. We we we're in the people business. I think you recognize it first and foremost. And without good people around us, we have no business. We have no clients. Well, and more even so, I think, than the people. I think people's one piece of it. But the other thing is the technology is there to help you. And what I really don't understand is why CPAs don't let the technology do the grunt work so that they need less people. So, you know, everyone says there's a talent shortage. I don't think there is a talent shortage. I think if they use the technology the way they should, that we would have more than enough CPAs to do all the work. And the problem is CPAs are are spending their time doing work that's not value added instead of letting the technology do it. And so if you look at it from talent, if you look at it from technology, if you look at it from a pricing and from a process standpoint, you put all those things together, there is a perfect firm out there. It's just too many CPAs are afraid to take the first step to uh, change it up. Well, I, I think. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. CPAs have taken on the technology. They they they've moved from the ten key to Excel. Right. <laughs> but but I I I guarantee you, if you ask a room full of CPAs if they still have their ten key, for those of you who aren't accountants, that's an adding machine with tape. Uh, they would say still say that they have it, and I tell them there's a support group for them. They still have their ten key. <laughs> so 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 basically, you tell me there's more than just Excel out there. It's technology. Absolutely. And I think it's pretty funny because I still have my 10 keys and I won't give it up. <laughs> and you're the technology guru. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, I just called her out. <laughs> I love my 10 key. I, I see. That's why, probably why I don't have one is because I could never use it. I, I, I could never get my fingers to go that fast and not look down and stuff. I, I, but go ahead. So one of the things that I think they don't realize is what really technology can do. And, and the reason when you start applying technology, it really forces you to change up your business model. And that's kind of how the whole pricing thing started. Because if things that used to take you two hours now take you two minutes, how do you bill for that, right? How do you bill two minutes? And so then it really holistically changes your firm at its core and that's what creates the disruption. And it's the real timeness and the transparency that I think CPAs are afraid of. And so they don't they don't really adopt it, right? They're, they adopt it halfway and then they run back and hide. Doesn't CPA stand for change, procrastinating always? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was cut, paste, and attached. But remember, I still have my 10 keys. That's right, you do. You do. I always said the P in CPA stood for procrastination. We've never been the most risk savvy individuals. We, we, we like the way we've done it. We, we tend to be a little bit more risk averse, but in, in today's 
business environment. Well, they're going to go the way of Blockbuster. So, so CPAs are going to be just like Blockbuster, right? Yeah, if right. they don't, if they don't start to change, and and the real problem is, and this isn't to scare them, but I'm the person who would buy their firm, and I'm not buying it because I can steal their clients without it because they haven't kept up and they haven't done um, what they need to do. So we grew 25 percent last year. Wow! <laughs> and the average firm grows four percent. Well, I can do that math. <laughs> That's awesome. And we didn't we didn't acquire anyone. We didn't buy anyone, right? So like all these other firms say they're growing, but they're just acquiring other firms. We didn't acquire anyone. It was 25% organic growth, and we'll probably do another 25% this year. So how are you finding the, this this growth of other clients versus buying firms? How how are they find or how are they finding you? Via social media, but you know, CPAs aren't supposed to be on social media. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's a waste of. That's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. It's, it's a waste right? of time. How can you get business from that? Right. 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 Via social media. Yeah. Yeah. Betty White calls it the Twitter, so there must be something not right there. Uh, right. <laughs> so. No, so I'm out there, right? Like I blog and I write and I have a, a podcast, and so people come to me. I don't even like. I don't do like coffee. Or I don't like talk to bankers. Like I don't even know what a banker is. So uh, <laughs> I I don't either. <laughs> a lot of times. So I'm gonna back. I'm gonna back up. You, you said something very very powerful there. Basically, you're also a writer. Absolutely. So you you've you, you've written a book and you've got another one coming out, and we'll talk about that here in a moment. But you're also blogging, and you're also uh, being uh, you write for Accounting Today for. CPA Trendlines, is that right? Yes, for CPA Trendlines. And who else? Um, well, I've been in Forbes. Forbes? And, yeah, and I get quoted all the time in Inc. or Entrepreneur or things like that as well, right? So once you put yourself out there, people like react to it and they connect to you. So it's like PR, you know? It's like people don't realize what PR does. Right, and and, and uh, uh, when I've tried to explain that content marketing, that that authority marketing and, and writing and getting out there, you ask a CPA, would you like to write an article? And this is what you hear. No. <laughs> I you know, I, I think a lot I think a lot of people are intimidated by writing because it's not easy, it's hard. But the ability to write, the ability to get your content out there in the publications where people can see it, yes, that is marketing. That does drive business. That brings clients to you. Absolutely. I forgot to mention that I was, and this isn't to be like kind of tout myself, but I was named for the second year in a row, the top 10 LinkedIn blogger for money and finance. And it was all organically driven by likes and shares. So think about that when you think about a social network. And I have 124,000 followers on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm one of them. <laughs> so but the funny thing, I, I think the funny thing about that is the CPAs get so caught up in the writing piece of it. And one of the best things that I did seven years ago when I started writing was I hired an editor. Yes. And so I've never published anything without an edit on it. And it gives me the ability to be a CPA and know that I can create content and know that it'll get like, I'll say checked. So I don't have to worry about misspellings or periods or sentence structure and yet still get my ideas out there. And I think it's, I think it's the best brand building that a firm can do. And they don't realize that, you know, for a couple hundred bucks a month, they can have a delightful blog 
and it's not it's not going to cost them thousands and thousands of dollars and yet they can really put their stake in the ground as to like who they are professionally and and they don't have to worry about it and so like if that's like a one takeaway from today is like that if you want to blog but you're afraid of blogging hire and like get an editor where you're writing it and the editor is just like proofing it so you don't have to worry about it because you shouldn't be, and I'll say wasting your time, but you shouldn't be spending three hours on a blog. You should be spending 20 minutes on it and then let that editor make sure that it's all good to, to go. And we'll talk about technology now because I do that, but what I end up doing is I use Dragon Dictation. And I put the headset on and I will just brain dump whatever the idea is. I may have a small outline and I'll just talk it through. And then I'll go through a couple of times, just look at, pick up some of the easy stuff. But then I too have an editor that I send it to to say, make this thing pretty, make this thing nice, make this thing what I need it to be. And then I'm off to the next thing. So, you know, uh, there's, there's so many different ways of getting our content out there into the marketplace. And for those CPAs who are delivering conferences, and speaking of conferences, record your conference, record your your presentation, and then have it transcribed and turn that into content. There's so many easy ways of doing it. We just forget to do it. Well, I don't even think we forget. Nobody told us because we're CPAs. We learned Excel. We didn't learn about editing and writing and stuff. And then like, the world has changed, right? Now, really, we have to think about content as part of our business. We have to think about marketing. And if we're not, then we're going to be out of business. Yeah, and marketing is just more, uh, it's more than just referrals. Because referrals is the cheapest form of marketing, but there's other ways that we've got to get our name out there into the public, just as you're doing with Forbes and Inc. and, and, journal, and journal of Accountancy. Journal of Accountancy, I believe. I know you've been quoted in there. Oh, by the way, what? Oh, I, we said accounting today, right? Yes. So since you won't tout you, I'll tout you on this one. Uh, how many years have you been uh, one of the top 100 influencers in the accounting profession, according to Accounting Today? So I think it's six years now, but actually like the award that I'm really, really proud of is I was managing partner elite. And there are only 10 managing partners a year that are chosen. And you can't be on the list more than once. So like you can't be a repeat on it. And I'm like connected. It's like the same as like the managing partner of like top 100 firms, which is crazy to me. Right. (laughs) I mean, like you think about how small our firm is and my managing partner status is just as big as theirs is. That's awesome. Wow. That's outstanding. And and I guess my question to you, if if we got a, a firm, listen to this, and you've got a managing partner who has let's say five other partners and they've got a firm about the size, maybe of uh, about a hundred associates, CPAs. How do they turn it into become the radical CPA? How does it, how does it mesh into a, maybe a larger firm versus a smaller firm or, or does it? Oh, it totally works. So the whole idea of the radical CPA firm or the radical being a radical is applying certain tech, certain principles to your firm because everyone comes into a, a CPA firm with a certain different technical skill set, right? So you have to radicalize based on your own technical skill set. But I think the first thing is, is a commitment and a commitment to doing everything in one unique way, which is the biggest problem that size firms have is they have seven partners doing seven different things different ways and they're not really cohesive. So the first thing is to get cohesive on it. And then I think the second thing is to to say, we're going to invest in it. And we know that it may be a little bit slower, but if we don't invest in this change, 
we're not going to be relevant in the future. And and again, I don't want to scare firms, but on the flip side, like if they don't make these changes, nobody wants to buy them, including including their their managers who they think are going to come in as partners. They're jumping ship and starting their own firms because it's so easy to start a firm today. It is so easy. Yeah, technology makes it very easy to to do that. And I think a lot of times the the firms are reluctant to change because the partners are of we'll just say my age, which is somewhere in the middle, and then, and then uh, older and, and, you know, there might be succession planning they're thinking about, or we're bringing some uh, youth in that's going to take over the firm. And, and maybe at that point is when they retire and, and the, the youth come in and, and take the firm in a completely different direction. But I, I, I thoroughly agree with but you. But I'm not going to pay for it. Why would I pay for your mess? No. I mean, like, <laughs> right. <laughs> they need to start the journey before I come in and want to buy it. And that, that, I think, is the biggest disconnect between managing partners and the next gen of staff. So, I can imagine you have ruffled some feathers in the profession. Who, me? <laughs> 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 no, no, and, and and but that's good. I mean, that's the 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 feathers need to be need to be ruffled a bit. So I think if our profession really wants to survive, and the reason everyone says, "Oh, why are you doing it?" It's because I love our profession. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that CPAs are awesome, but we need to stay awesome and we need to stay relevant. And if we don't, we're going to be extinct. So if you take my suggestions or my ideas from a place of love and to know that I'm doing it because I love our profession, then maybe you can take a first step towards making a change because I really do like want our profession to survive. And I'm afraid, quite honestly, if we as a whole don't start to make these changes, where will CPA be in 10 years? Yeah, what will, they, what will it be in five years? The way technology is moving, and and Watson's getting involved, and Watson's part of the auditing practice, and and now I don't need this whole staff over here, and and I, I know you've heard and this blockchain and and uh, bots and all this stuff. I mean, technology is only getting faster, and we need to we need to keep up with it so we can lead our clients and help and help be part of it. Otherwise, we'll be replaced by it. We need to be more consultants. Absolutely, we need we need to be looking forward versus being historians as we've been for so many years. Uh, telling you about yesterday, we need to figure out a way to to look at those. Uh, and I had Tom Hood on an earlier uh, podcast talking about looking to those things, looking to those trends. What, what's out there? What's changing? Um, uh, what's the gentleman's name? Uh, Burris, Daniel Burris. Yeah, and I, I, I well, I, I believe that we're starting to see. Uh, uh, CPAs uh, embrace it because now at AICPA Council, I think it was last year, Daniel Burris came and spoke to Council and got their attention. And Tom has been trying to get Daniel Burris's part to speak to that group for at least two or three years, and it just they 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 wouldn't you know right em- embrace right. it em- embrace it and, and yeah it's it's blockbuster. I, I like that reference. I my other one starts with the B that I like BlackBerry. Right, BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you don't you you don't want to get complacent. You, you don't want to you know we, we we're trying to grow firms, we're trying to do some things, but we also you know so you're you're cloud based. You've got clients all over the world. Am I correct? Correct. What, Absolutely. Where's your what's your furthest client? What what country? 
And, and Cleveland's not a country, even though a lot of people think it might be. Well, I guess Peru. Peru? Wow. How's your Spanish? <laughs> not good at all. <laughs> Cerveza, por so, favor. So, well, I don't know. Is Peru farther than China? I don't know. China's I'm further. Not that good at, all right, I'm not that good at geography. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, Ch- China's further. Uh, it, to get to Peru, it's not a 16 to 18 hour uh, uh, flight, I, I don't think. Uh, and you've got clients, you're based out of Chicago, and you've got clients all over the U.S. Yeah, so um, our clients, a lot of them talk to us via Skype, so it really doesn't matter where we sit. The hardest, honestly, the hardest part of my day is figuring out what time it is and what time my meeting is at. Like scheduling meetings is seriously like if I could figure out the global calendar, I would be in good shape. <laughs> yeah, I've you know so I, I to that point, I use Google Calendar, and if I'm on the the West Coast and I type in I got a ten o'clock meeting with somebody, it, it records it in the West Coast time, and then I get home. It's like wait a minute, that thing's not at one. <laughs> what the heck? And so I finally found that feature to keep myself within the right time zone. And yeah, I don't, yeah. When you travel and work across different time zones, it does get a little bit confusing. Yeah. But I mean, like on the flip side of it, the next generation business owner who is typically my client, who's typically under 40, they're global right away. They're, they they go right away into new territories, sometimes without realizing the regulatory issues that's involved with it. But on the flip side of that, it's amazing how much small business is done globally now that I don't necessarily believe used to be. And so if you're not serving clients that are global, I would be curious as to what kind of customers you are serving because there are so many small businesses that do have global components now. Right, right. And, and you know, even from, from a speaking perspective, uh, just this technology here through, the, through a podcast, my podcast has been up for six months, and I just did a report uh, yesterday that I'm in 30 countries, including the U.S., like, right. Seriously? I I I, I just I just went into Russia. I think Putin's listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> it could be. Vlad. Oh no. <laughs> right. <laughs> so let's talk about 2.0. Yeah. So so my first book, The Radical CPA, was really about why why CPAs needed a change and kind of the early stages of how, right? Well, so my first book was released two years ago and I've learned so much more because the world keeps moving at an incredibly fast pace that I feel like I have so I have such a better handle on how to um, build continuous innovation into your firm and so that you're really doing it all the time. Um, so there's no longer change management. It's just continuous innovation as part of your firm. And that's really what book two is going to be about is how do you have that culture of continuous innovation? How do you measure it? How do you manage it? How do you get your team members to do it? And um, all that good stuff. Do all your team members work out of uh, out of the office in Chicago? So we have an office. We do have a physical presence. However, I have one full time permanent. Well, she's well, she's permanent. She, I guess she's part time permanent remote. Now she lives in. Chicago, but she doesn't come into our office because it's like 45 minutes and why would she want to drive? Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, no, I, I, and, I get that. Yes. And she's always been remote. She never worked in our office. She's from the day like we hired her, she's been remote and she's actually a mom, which was one of the things that I wanted to help, you know, enable. 
And she works, I think, during tax season from about 4 in the morning to about 9 a.m. or 8 a.m. And then she takes a break. And then usually you can catch her after 10 to about 2 or whatever. And then I don't know. So, um <laughs> Yeah, and it, it really doesn't matter. She gets her stuff done and it all works. Plus, my team can work remote as well. I mean, like, they don't have to come in, but I don't know. I'm an office person. I like, I can't work at home. I would get nothing done. <laughs> you have to you have to build something in your basement. And really, that doesn't work all the time either. <laughs> it's, it's, it, yeah, it is a challenge working at home when you've got family, kids, and stuff going on and, and to get away from it. Um, so the 2.0 is continuous improvement, continuous innovation. If Bill Clinton was here, you go, what's your definition of continuous innovation? <laughs> Jody, what is that? Could you explain that to me, please? So it means that we have a permanent R&D in our firm. Like, so we're R&D all the time. And we're really running our firm like a software program, right? So like, think about how companies create software and how they release things and then they have customer feedback and then they change it and then they add more stuff. And so that's the way we productize our services. And so we're always making changes. We're always taking feedback and then we're always improving. So there's none of this. We're going to do it like this for a year and then we're going to revisit it. Now it's this continuous improvement cycle that we've just built into our DNA, into our process. Well, that's, that's like almost like the old just-in-time model. Yes. Yes. Or like agile, like a lot of people talk about like agile software. Yeah. So like I, some of the companies out there have talked about agile firm. So I'm really, I think I'm, I'm really kind of going to talk about what does it mean to be an agile firm? Meaning you're going to be able to pivot at any time because you have your, your radar out there as to what's important, what you need to be moving towards. You can't wait any longer for someone to come to you and tell you how to do it because you're already behind. Can can you give us an example of that that that, that pivoting? It's something that happens out that's ha maybe happened to you that you you know with this continuous improvement you've been able to to pivot and and, and not wait. So I think you know I think the easiest the easiest thing is in technology. It, it always seems to be in technology, right? That I, though you can do it in process and other places, um, but there's a lot going on with bots. Do you know what a bot is? I do. So like the whole idea, like think about Alexa and Amazon, right? Like you can, if a lot of people got Alexa for Christmas and what she is, is she's like this little black thing who sits in your kitchen and you can turn on the radio or she'll play songs for you. You can order things from Amazon. Anyway, she's an Amazon bot essentially, right? So they now have bots in accounting. So like Sage has one, I think Zero has one, Intuit's working on one where you can actually talk to it in Facebook and tell her that you took, that you had an expense. Yeah. And then it records it and it gives you a response. So right now we're just, we're not actively putting them out to customers, but we're playing with them because we want to be there before everybody else has one. So we really want to understand what she knows, what she can do, what she can't do and tinker with her. And she may never go mainstream because like I said, there's a few different bots out there. But if you don't even know what a bot is and you don't even understand that, how can you even advise your client? And actually my favorite bot is on my phone and her name is Digit Savings. And Digit Savings. 
Yeah. And what she does is she goes into my bank account every day and she tells me the balance. And then she um, saves money for me based on an algorithm in my checking account. So based on the balance, she may move $6 or $20 or whatever, and she just moves it to another account for savings. So it's kind of like this unknown way of forced savings. But if you um, text her back and you ask her something, she tells you how much is there. Or like she just texted me like, a little bit ago, well, not maybe a couple of weeks ago. And she goes, make it rain savings like a boss. You now have over $250 in your digit account. Spread the love. And then they have like this crazy gift there with like money flying around. Yeah, yeah, So you may laugh at that or say, well, like, what is she doing? But if my customer comes to me and says, hey, I downloaded this bot on my phone and it's telling me to do savings account and and ask me that question and I don't know that it's out there, how do I look as a financial advisor? I look like a dummy. Right, right, right. So like, how do you put these things in your firm so that everybody's aware of them so that it just makes your collective firm know what's going on in the world? So these, these, I mean, I've known of bots, but I didn't know that bots are now existing in accounting. So I could be sitting here, I could open up my, my general ledger, I could open up QuickBooks and I could make some comments. Facebook. Com- oh. Facebook, you tell it to Facebook and Facebook puts it in where it needs to go. Ah, Think about that. Okay. But, but CPAs aren't on social. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, well, no, no. There's, there's, there, well, there's two. One practicing at you, and one non-practicing. That's me. Right. But, but, but just think about that. CPAs aren't on social, right? And, and I know that's a lie. And I know yeah. it's really, I'm really over exaggerating it because I know because I have a lot of friends who are CPAs on Facebook. But think about that. If you can do accounting via Facebook now, like. I mean, like, it's just crazy, but how do you not know, how are you not even aware of it? And how does your firm look if you don't know what's going on? Right, right, <laughs> right. So do you do you envision uh, a version of Alexa or Google Home, a device uh, on our desk that will be able to answer financial questions that we have based on logarithms that, that, that are in there that, or uh, be able to predict and... I got a client, and and here we're just going to upload all this all this information, and then you're going to give me spit out the reports, and you're going to give me some advice, and you're going to tell me some things, and now I need to go converse with the client. Yes, I I I think that within five years' time, bots will be mainstream. Now I may be wrong; I've been wrong before, but <laughs> I think I think it's going to happen sooner than CPAs realize. Because I mean, think about nobody knew about Alexa; now everybody has her. I haven't brought her into my house. I'm not allowed because, uh, <laughs> you know, I have ADHD and I can log on to Amazon. And my wife goes, they're here again. You Would you quit buying stuff? You throw Alexa there. Woo! I'm going to be bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> but and Alexa kind of snuck up on us. Google Home kind of snuck up. And I think the big thing to think about is, is it's consumer driven. So it's not that CPAs are thinking, oh, I want to use a bot to do my work faster. What's happening is customers come into your office and they tell you about the bot they're using. And if you don't understand what it's doing, how are you going to be relevant to that client anymore? Exactly. Uh, and as you were saying, I'm going, Jody, I, I think this is a wonderful opportunity for you to invent a bot. 
No, I. You know what? I, I'll let the the technologists invent the bot. I just like to play with awesome. them. I'll say we could call it the paydar. Right. <laughs> it's a little bit of counting the pay and kind of the dar, kind of the the, the bot kind of thing, and, and and it'll balance your checkbook. It'll 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 uh, move money into your savings account. Um, but yeah, the the way technology is moving. Um, the, the the firm that we grew up in, or okay, let me rephrase that. The firm that I grew up in many years ago, you're right. I it might not be there in five to ten years. And but here's the thing: like, there's an opportunity to change now. But like, partners have to get on board, right? They have to realize that it's time and that they can do it. I mean, I don't want to be like this big Debbie Downer and say like, oh my god, like you're going to be obsolete. I want you to say oh my goodness, I need to change. Let me get started so that I do remain relevant, right? I think there's such an opportunity here and I think CPAs can be relevant. I think they're smart people, but but they have to get started. And, and I think that's the big thing is the, the biggest problem is, is, is not even doing the work. It's acknowledging that they need to do the work. So if you can acknowledge it and just start with one foot in front of the other before you know it, you're your firm will flip because it has to like, because it's like, you know, it's like you just start moving and then somehow, you know, it. you're at the end of the marathon. Like you didn't even realize, or like, like the training that you've done through the beginning of the marathon just gets easier and easier and easier. So it just becomes a muscle that your innovation muscle just gets developed. And then all this new stuff being thrown at you, it's not change management, it's innovation. So, um, a good place to start would, I guess, if somebody's uh, firm's listening to this and, uh, you know what, I, 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 let, me, let me take a look at this. I would say a good place to start is by purchasing your book. Well, of course. I mean, that would be <laughs> awesome. But, but actually, you could sign up for my newsletter and get it all for free. I know your CPAs. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, and, and, oh, so before, before we forget, where can they find your newsletter? They can sign up. Well, on social media, but oh wait, <laughs> they might not be on social. Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna name this episode "Accountants Aren't on Social Media," and then just put a smiley face next to it because we know that no, that's not true. <laughs> no, um, if you go to like the radicalcpa.com or if you go to CPA Trendlines, um, you'll find out like all kinds of information about my newsletter. And again, that I mean, you could buy my book, but you don't have to. You can just sign up for my newsletter. Buy your book too. <laughs> I mean, I, I, being, a, being an author, uh, buy your book too. Get, get, the, get the Radical CPA. Read it through between the, the, the now and the start of, uh, of May and then pick up 2.0, which will be probably coming out, would you say, maybe summer, fall? Yeah, summer, like hopefully July. Hopefully July. It's, so it's like building a house. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think I I think the thing is too is is that like it just takes a small step, right? It's not like you know, like as long as you get moving, the the big thing is just to start. It's not to like to flip your firm overnight, but to just get started. Because I think too, the other thing is, is if you get started, your younger team members will see that and they'll help you and they'll see the energy and they'll want to help you continue to move forward. I think the biggest problem is the the mid-level managers don't see the partners wanting to change. And so they're revolting and they're frustrated and they're they're leaving and all this stuff. But it, I think all they need is a sign that you're open to change so that they can like be part of it. 
Yeah, because if if you begin to change, you begin moving in that direction, and you employ your younger staff, and I use the term younger in a very broad way, uh, you're going to get some, you're going to get some. Ex- no, you're not going to. You will get excitement from them. They'll be they'll be more than happy to to walk through a brick wall for you in in this transition to uh, the firm of the future. Right. Totally. Totally. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time. Uh, so we got two coming out. We've got your book. Uh, they can find. They can read all about you in Accounting Today, CPA Trend Lines. Get your newsletter. You can find Jody, and <laughs> you can find her. Uh, you, you know, I was going to. I was going to read her bio, but. I thought I was busy, uh, and then I read her bio, and I went, no, I'm going to let her do it, uh, but she's got a lot of great, good advice. Uh, she's been doing this. This is not something she just started 10 minutes ago in her garage. As she said, this came about, I would say, seven-plus years ago when you said this, and anymore, that's innovation today. You walk out of something, there's got to be a better way boom, and just put the mindset behind it. I don't have to wish you luck because you got all the luck in the world moving forward. Uh, I, I look forward to 2.0 coming out. I look forward to, uh, not look forward, I love watching your career just explode and keep exploding. You're, 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 you're fighting the great fight for the profession. I may not practice in this profession, but I am a CPA and I do love it as well. And, and my big crusade is to get convinced CPAs that Communication skills are important, if not more important, than the technical skills. So we both have our our battles. We'll keep fighting them. And thank you so very much for taking time out to be on this podcast today. Thank you for having me, Peter. I would like to thank Jody again for taking time out of her schedule to give us her thoughts on becoming a digital CPA and transforming your firm to the future. In episode 48, I interview Rhea Grief, who is a radio producer and host of You Inc. on NPR in Columbus, Ohio. Remember, you can subscribe to my podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. If you'd like to purchase a personalized signed copy of my book, Improv is No Joke, use an improvisation to create positive results in leadership and in life for $14.99, and the shipping is free, please go to my website and you'll see the graphic on my homepage. Please allow up to 14 days for shipping. You can follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook by searching The Accidental Accountant. On Twitter, my Twitter handle is at pmargaritas. On Instagram, you can search my name, pmargaritas. And on LinkedIn, please search my name. Thank you again for listening. And remember to use the principles of improvisation to help you become a digital CPA and a firm of the future. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.